friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewers Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a blessed day today, as always, and be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com, the product of the week, the N-acetylcysteine, incredibly good product, extremely good for detoxifying the body, also good for helping out with overall lung health, so be sure to check that out at healthmasters.com as product of the week for 10% off right now. And one of the first things I want to get into this morning is I was looking at a lot of stuff early this morning, and there's a huge, this is a huge issue with ATF is they have continually overstepped their boundaries from a legal standpoint on going in and continually trying to rewrite law that has been put into place by Congress. And as you guys know, ATF is an enforcement agency. They don't have the legal ability to go in and start rewriting law. This is one of the biggest things I had when Donald Trump gave ATF the green light to come in after the Vegas shooting and essentially ban bump fire stocks, which ATF then went forward and rewrote 1934 definition of a machine gun, rewrote it so they could put the bump fire stocks under that definition and category and ban them and make them essentially a felony to possess. Well, then they took the next step now with the braces and they've been working on that. And then they took the next step and tried to ban and essentially regulate anything that could be conceived as a receiver or lower receiver or 80% lowers as a lot of people know them as well. This is huge. The federal court now has completely and totally struck down what ATF tried to do with this. The federal judge just vacated the ATF final rule that changed the definition of what constitutes a firearm under, under federal law in the United States. And essentially what he went in and said here was that ATF published this final rule changing and rewrote a 1978 definition of frame and receiver and then went into essentially split phrases in two parts, assigning the term frame to handguns and term to receiver and then went in and defined the frame and receiver along the lines of the 1978 rule and didn't stop there. They decided to regulate partial frames and receivers, and this is where the 80% lowers fell into place. Under the new rule that they tried to put in place, the term frame and receiver shall include a partially complete, disassembled, or non-functional frame or receiver, including a frame or receiver parts kit that is designed to or may readily be completed, assembled, restored, or otherwise converted to function as a frame or receiver. This was a complete and total violation of all laws when it came to firearm laws with ATF. What they did this for is they wanted to come in and be able to regulate 80% lowers and come in at any point in time and say, you know, we've decided that what you have there, it may not even be a firearm. But we're defining that as a firearm because it could be made into a firearm. And uh, yeah, we're just rewriting the law here. And so Congress carefully defined these terms in the Gun Control Act. And then ATF went in with this new, essentially new rule and decided they were going to start rewriting a huge portion of it. And some, the court now has essentially said they are vacating the final rule. The separate final judgment shall, shall issue as to an appropriate parties and claims as discussed. And the motion to intervene further for the reasons discussed, the court grants plaintiffs motions for summary judgment, denies the defendant's cross motion and vacates the final rule. So this federal judge said, no, absolutely not. You cannot do this. ATF has no legal authority to do this. And this has to stop. 
This, as I've told you before, is becoming very, very problematic with this completely rogue alphabet agency where they have now decided they're not there to actually enforce the law. They're there to start rewriting the law. And so I'm glad this federal judge really looked at this and said, this isn't going to work. We're not going to allow this. This is going to stop now. Another win that just occurred, and we'll see what actually comes of this. A U.S. federal judge on Tuesday restricted agencies and officials of the Biden administration from meeting and communicating with social media companies to moderate their content. According to the court filing, the injunction came in response to a lawsuit brought by Republican attorneys in Louisiana, Missouri, who alleged the U.S. government officials went too far in efforts to encourage social media companies to address posts they worried could contribute to vaccine hesitancy during the alleged pandemic. And essentially what a lot of this came about is when Elon Musk did the full data dump of what was going on with Twitter and all the communications that the FBI had with Twitter before he got into place. And essentially the FBI telling Twitter, hey, this this account, this account, this account, this account, all of them, they need to be banned. This needs to be restricted. This needs to be restricted now. And this federal judge said this is a direct violation of the First Amendment. Tech companies do not have to listen to alphabet agencies about what is on their platforms when it comes to freedom of speech and an open platform. Obviously, if somebody's on a platform and they're spewing extremely violent rhetoric or threatening people, you know, with great bodily harm, that's a completely different story. But what we saw, and everybody saw this, during the pandemic, every single social media platform was literally shadow banning. And full-blown shutting down and deleting accounts. I knew multiple social media accounts that had hundreds of thousands of followers. They started talking about the COVID shot. They started talking about RNA gene therapy. They started talking about Pfizer and their infinite crimes that they've continually done for decades. And all of a sudden, boom, this violates our standards. Your account has now been suspended. Your account's now been closed. This was extremely problematic when it comes to the First Amendment, and this federal judge now has said, no, this is a direct violation of the First Amendment, and this cannot be done. The FBI and other agencies do not have the right to come in and start dictating what social media platforms can and can't allow on their essentially post. And so, again, this is something that's really, really big, and it's something that we need to keep pushing and making known to everyone. And because, I mean, we talked about it. Dan and I talked about it for years during the whole COVID pandemic is that – Everyone has a right to speak their mind. They really do. Whether you like it, you don't like what they say, everyone has a right to speak it. Second thing is everybody has a right to know the truth. Everybody has a right to research. Everybody has a right to say yes or no to something. And this is what changed so significantly during the pandemic is the ideology, the concept of being able to say no, the concept of being able to say, no, I, I disagree with that. I, I want to do some more research. That entire ideology was blunted. They said, no, you, you can't say no. You can't ask questions. You can't say anything other than what we approved on social media. And so, again, this is why it is so important to keep the truth rolling, to constantly do your research and continually get people awake the best you possibly can. What do you think, Dan? You know, it's about time a federal court judge actually stepped it up and did something like this. Yeah. The ATF ruling with the FBI ruling as far as censorship of the social media platforms. And I'm really glad that Elon Musk released that whole data dump to show what they had been doing. Because I know a lot of a lot of 
this is how they com- compromise a lot of alt media. Austin is they would come in and shadow ban them and pull them down and tell them if they complied with them, they would open their their their, their, their they would stop the shadow banning, allow them to generate revenue and reinstate their PayPal accounts. This is a whole lot deeper than this federal judge is talking about. This is a complete and total censorship of the entire uh, media, as far from an alt standpoint. And, of course, they've already controlled the mainstream media through Operation Mockingbird for 50 years. So all of this stuff is happening right now as we speak. And finally, these federal court judges are saying, hey, look, this is not okay. But the biggest problem they're going to have is it will be appealed. All all these rulings are going to be appealed again by the ATF. They're going to be appealed by the FBI. They're going to be appealed, appealed, appealed. But it's it's uh, it's interesting how that's going to how it's going to play out like that. But it's it's going to be it's going to be strange when you kind of watch what happens and see what happens with this. Because again, we talked about that this week. We talked about you know you know July the fourth, and we talked about the Constitution of the United States and how that pesky little document keeps popping back up again with these federal court judges who think there's still a rule of law, and they keep ruling for the Constitution of the United States and censorship and freedom of speech. And this is why they want to come in and rewrite the Constitution so they can get all that stuff out. Remember, Germany doesn't have that. They don't have freedom of speech. They don't have a First Amendment right. If they say certain things in Germany, they get arrested quickly, very quickly. I've told you the story before how we met some people at Epcot one time. Actually, it was, it was Disney World. It was many, many years ago, Magic Kingdom. And they were from Germany, and they had two kids, and husband and his wife, and their nanny and the two kids. And we hit it off with them, and we really liked talking to them. And he worked for Porsche over in, Orleans, in Germany. And what we did is we actually invited him to come by the house. You know, and we actually struck up a conversation with him, and I started asking him questions about Germany. And he goes, oh, we can't talk about that. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, we're not allowed to use the term Third Reich. We can't use the word Hitler. We can't use the word fatherland. We can't use the word Nazi. Uh, and he said, we can't use those words. He said, those words are verboten. And he was, he was physically scared. He didn't want to talk about life. I'm, I'm talking he's in Florida here in my house, and he's concerned that you know, he's being monitored. That's how draconian Germany is. If you question the Holocaust narrative in Germany, they will put you in prison. They will lock you up. Just questioning it, going public and questioning it. They will charge you with that. And, and the problem with that is, is that that's the type of world they want for all of us. And so our Constitution has prevented that, and it's allowed us to continue just to go out there and say what we need to say when we need to say it. But, you know, look, look what's going on right now. This is interesting. It says, don't look now, but the utter chaos is being unleashed all over the world. And the relative place of tranquility that we've been enjoying for several months has been shattered. All of a sudden, chaos is erupting all over the globe. Rioters are setting fires in cities all over France. The IDF just conducted the largest military operation on the West Bank since 2002, killing a lot of Palestinians. And the Russians and the Ukrainians are both accusing one another of wanting to attack a nuclear power plant. If that facility is bombed, it could potentially cause a nuclear disaster far worse than the one we witnessed at Chernobyl in 1986. Unfortunately, this guy goes on to say, I believe that global instability will be the norm throughout the remainder of 2023 and beyond. Much more civil unrest and war are ahead, and that has a very serious implication for every man, woman, and child on the entire planet. Personally, he goes, I've been absolutely stunned by the tremendous violence that is taking place in France. It's being reported that over 5,000 vehicles have been set on fire during rioting so far. The Minister of the Interior figures taking account of damage to people and property during the now six nights of riots triggered by the shooting death by a police officer of a Muslim who is black in Paris suburb at a traffic stop reveals there have been over 5,000 vehicles so far. The, the widespread destruction of vehicles, which the images recorded in the areas of unrest of France attest, include not just private cars but also trucks and buses. Trams have also been targeted by vandals. In one widely reported case, a large truck was stolen by looters to ram down the doors of a small to a, of a mall to gain access to the merchandise inside. 
there were over 1,919 vehicle fires on Thursday night alone. This is the rioting that is happening up. I mean, it's incredible what's happening with what's happening all over the world right now. Remember what the mantra is of this new world order. It's out of chaos will come a new world order. They want to create as much problems and as many people out there basically you know, burning and being killed and everything else until the world comes together and says, we can't deal with this anymore. We need a new world order. We need a new world government. We need a one world government. We need the United Nations to come in and step in and take care of this. And the sad part about this stuff is, is that a lot of people realize that this is going to happen regardless, and that no matter what we do, these people can continue to do this. And once we understand that, we start to learn that it won't end with these guys until we get a new world religion also. And when we understand that, you have to understand they don't want Christianity because Christianity is a religion of peace. You know, the Muslim religion, i got to give them credit for this. Uh, you know, when they get cranked up and they get mad, they just start killing everybody and burning everything. I mean, I'm not saying they should be doing it. I'm just saying that, you know, they, they pretty much coalesce together as a group. And Christianity needs to learn from that and say, no, we're not going to allow this to happen anymore. I was so proud of the Catholics a few weeks ago when they boycotted that stadium out there in California, and they sat out in front with thousands of Catholics because they were having the the nuns of perpetual the nuns of perpetual indulgence, and they they, they and it, basically the nuns showed up with an empty crowd because nobody wanted to support that perversion. The sad part about all of this stuff, they're not going to stop. They're going to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until it becomes a cultural norm, and we're starting to see that right now in the United States. You know, the Frankfurt School has done what it needed to do. It's come in. It's put a lot of people riding in the cart now, you know, with 50 million people coming in from other countries right now that are undocumented illegal immigrants. And more than 105 million working-age Americans right now do not have a job. Our long slides toward economic oblivion continues, and survey after survey has shown that most Americans are deeply unsatisfied with the current state of the U.S. economy. Inflation is out of control. Most Americans are getting, you know, are rapidly rising out, losing out to the cost of living. The housing bubble has started to burst, and the commercial real estate market is in a giant mess because everybody shifted to online marketing. But unemployment is supposed to be our bright spot. The Biden administration continues to tell us that the unemployment rate is less than 4%. That's a total lie, and there are a lot of jobs available for those who want them. But is this really true? To answer that question, it's imperative to understand that our government places unemployed persons into one of two categories. Jobless people are classified into one of two categories by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, either unemployed or not in the labor force. To be classified as unemployed in the months they are surveyed, people must be actively looking for work. If they are not actively looking for work, they are classified as not in the labor force. Are you, feel, you understand what they're doing here? In other words, if you try for months and months and months to try to get a job and you can't get one, you're no longer in the labor force. Over time, the definition of officially unemployed has gotten more restrictive. And today, only 6.9097 million working-age Americans are considered to be in that category. Meanwhile, a staggering 99 million working-age Americans are considered not to be in the labor force. When you add both categories together, you get a total of 105 million 897 working-age Americans who do not have a job right now. Now, during the Great Recession of 2008, that number never got up to 90 million. So that means the number of working-age Americans that are not employed at this moment far surpasses anything that we've witnessed during the Great Recession. So don't believe the garbage that the basically federal government is, is selling to you. Unemployment is not low. In fact, John Williams estimates that the real rate of unemployment in his history is somewhere around 25%. If you're out of work at this moment, please realize that you're not alone. So what they're saying here basically is they're lying about the unemployment statistics and that more and more and more jobs around the country are being automated and more and more jobs around the country are being shipped offshore for cheaper labor rates and more and more people are on the toll of the government as far as either being supported by their parents or receiving welfare or receiving aid from the federal government. 
And all of this stuff is happening as we speak to a point that we really don't know what to do with it as far as these true numbers are concerned. But the reality is this. More and more people are riding in the car. This is socialism. This is communism. When everybody starts to realize it doesn't matter how hard you work, you can't get ahead if you have a basic job that you don't make much money. Then it's easier to grab the government doles. This is why the problem with marriage has gotten so bad with people not getting married and having children and getting child support from the federal government on an ongoing basis now because they've realized that if they have three or four kids, they'll make more money than they ever would working as, a, as, an, as, a, as, a, as an individual you know, at a low-paying minimum wage job. So they'd rather just not get married. And so what happens is more and more people decide to get into the cart and have the rest of us pull them. So now we have 100 million people that are working age that should be working that are sitting in the back of the bus, and we're all pulling it from the front. And pretty soon when that number gets so large, it can't be sustained. This is Cloward and Piven. This is the destruction, the wholesale destruction of the United States of America by allowing the social welfare infrastructure to completely overwhelm everything that we're doing. And once we understand this and we see it, we begin to understand that it's not part of the problem here as far as when we're working and we're doing things. The problem is when people decide they don't want to work anymore and they get in the back of the bus. And some people get so desperate because of the government handouts and the social welfare system that Lyndon Johnson implemented as part of this Cloward and Piven program back in the 60s that they begin to realize that they've had generational welfare, generational no marriages, generational nobody knows who their daddy is, on and on and on and on and on. And what ends up happening is the whole country starts to fall apart from a morality standpoint because they're continuing to push this type of narrative to all of us that it's easier to get free money from the government than it is to work. And I see it over and over and over again. And the sad part about this is is that that mindset now is affecting the youth, and the mindset is affecting the people that can't get jobs. The mindset is affecting the people that have student loans they cannot repay. All of this stuff they're starting to give up and say, I can't get out of this. I can't even file bankruptcy in these student loans. And that's why also I've talked to you guys so many times. If you've got children and you want them to be in college, it's great. I think it's great. Get them a degree that's going to allow them to do something with their life, nursing degree, medical degree, dental degree, lawyer, any of this stuff, you know, engineer, accountant, CPA, you know, medical professional, anything they can do to get even in trade school to get a good degree. But don't let them go to college, borrow a bunch of money, and I say don't let them. Good luck with that with some kids. They're such brass they don't listen after they turn 16 or 17. But don't let them go out and sign for student loans. And parents, listen to me. This is really important. You can do what you want to do, but I'm going to give you a little bit of personal advice here. Don't sign for student loans for your children. I've seen that happen repeatedly. And invariably, the children, I hate to say it, they don't finish their college. They don't pay the student loans off, and the parents get stuck with them. Let the kids figure it out on their own. A lot of kids don't need to be in college. They need to be in trade school. They need to learn how to be a plumber. Great money in plumbing. Oh, my gosh, these guys are expensive. Electricians, you know, diesel mechanics. There's all kinds of things that are out there that allow you, you know, to work on vehicles or to do other types of labor that you could make over $100,000 a year on without having to go to college and incur a whole bunch of debt. Very, very important that we think through all of this stuff, especially now where we're seeing over 100 million people in the United States unemployed Austin who should be working. What do you think, bud? Oh, you're 100% right, and this is one of the main reasons why they did the experiment, essentially that we call the beta test of the COVID pandemic. They wanted to see how well and how effectively they could shut down the American economic engine of the world and every aspect of it. I mean, you saw what 
Costco, Amazon, Sam's, Walmart, unfettered, fully open. Oh, it's they're essential. Your mom and pop store down the road. Oh, your you know your game store. Oh, you're this store. Oh, you're not essential. You're not allowed to work. You have to sit at home, and we'll we'll cut you a check, and we'll give you money, but it's for your protection and safety. This was designed to bring in that concept, exactly what you're talking about. Get in the car, ride for free. We got you. Don't worry about it. The government's here to protect you. <laughs> and as we saw, uh, yeah, it didn't quite work work out that way and this is exactly what happened during that pandemic was a it was an experiment the whole thing was a giant experiment they wanted to see what they could get away with the bankers wanted to see how much they could cover up they wanted to see what they could do with the economy they wanted to see how much how many trillions of dollars they can inject back into their pockets in the stock market which they clearly did i mean you saw vast majority of the money they got pushed through those bills, went to the medical industrial complex, went right into the banking sector. It was a complete and total sham. I mean, going in and paying you know thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars for one ventilator, ordering dozens and dozens at a time. They found later on we're actually killing everyone. Later on in New York, what was it six months ago? They were donating them as scrap. They were scrapping them, scrapping these giant ventilators that essentially the government paid for with our dollar. Happened repeatedly, and this is what we saw over and over and over again with the corruption. And it was to change the mindset and the ideology. I saw an article earlier here that was talking about how in the UK, this is uh, this UK government advisor said he is confident any future pandemic lockdown or compulsory mask edicts will be met with compliance. And he went into detail in this article. He said. His message, he said there's messages on posters used through the pandemic restrictions that acted as visual prompts so that when you went into a shop or somewhere else, it reminds you, it cues you, and acts as a trigger for your behavior. The professor said that this messaging encouraged mask wearing, meaning people felt naked when they, forget, when they forgot to put it on. He goes, put it this way. You feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have my, my mask. I feel naked, right? He said, once the public has learned a new behavior, in principle, you can switch it back on. Even though plenty of UK citizens refused to comply, there was a vast majority of them that continually went along with it. And he said, you've got the beginning particularly of what is called a habit loop. If this has happened, you should do that. Major disasters leave the enduring trace on society, and as well as knowing the drill, the impact is going to have a stronger indicator of future behavior. And he's talking about psychological warfare is essentially what he's talking about. Once the public has learned a new behavior, wear your mask, lock down, don't leave your house, no more than six people at your home. You can't have birthdays. You can't have funerals. You can't do anything. This is what we told you to do for your protection. They've learned a new behavior. This is what we saw during COVID. People learned a new behavior. I want to sit at home. I want to get my what? What did it turn into? I think with total seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a week in unemployment. It was insane in some things I heard about as far as when everybody stacked it together. I mean, there were people with the stimmy checks and unemployment. They were making five, six thousand dollars, seven thousand dollars a month, a month, not doing anything. And people wondered why we saw prices of everything skyrocket rapidly. You can't inject that much cash in the general population with no production and not expect inflation to go rampant and now oh we've got to fight inflation you're yelling and all these doggone people the federal reserve we've, we've got to fight inflation we've got to fight inflation we're winning the battle against inflation we're never going to win the battle against inflation when you've pumped trillions and trillions of dollars all they've done 
is slowing the market down with these massive interest rates that they raised faster than pretty much any point in time in history. That's why you're seeing a lot of stuff happen now. But what's crazy about it is what dad just said in detail. You're building this new generation that essentially doesn't want to produce anything. They don't want to actually make anything. They simply just want to get paid for doing nothing. And now you're having this, again, this change behavior through essentially the, the social credit score, so to speak. I saw an article earlier here, and it was talking about how a bank in the UK is now blocking accounts for a parent organization opposed to child transgenderism. This is crazy. They, the parents' organization was reportedly prevented from opening an account with Metro Bank over opposition to allowing children to undergo life-altering transgender medical procedures in the latest revelation of British banks banning customers for their political views. They said nine banks now have refused him accounts. This guy's part of the leader of the parents' organization. It basically is uh, – it's called Our Duty, the parent group Our Duty, which represents over 2,000 parents who are concerned about children being encouraged into medically transitioning their gender without any concept of reality being placed in what's going on right now. And he talked about how these UK banks are actually going in and declining accounts. And Dad just talked about it earlier, exactly what we saw during COVID, PayPal freezing people's accounts, other banks freezing people's accounts. Remember what happened in Canada? You had the, the truckers for freedom essentially protesting what was going on, the just debacle that was going on in Canada. All of a sudden, everybody's accounts started getting frozen. All the bank, all the, all the, all the uh, truck drivers couldn't even access any of their money. Everything got shut down. Then they started going in and started going in and seizing funds out of people's accounts as far as they were donating stuff to GoFundMe. This is what happens when the bankers run the show. They don't want any opposition that opposes the narrative, and that is why social media and alternative media that speaks the truth is so important. Like I said earlier, with the federal judge ruling on this, and Dad was exactly right. This goes way deeper as far as with what the federal government was involved in with demonetizing people, and this is exactly how they got so many people wrapped up under their thumb by going in and saying, hey, we've demonetized your YouTube account. If you don't want to say this and if you don't want to say that and if you follow our rules, we'll allow your algorithm to pick back up again. We'll allow you to go back to getting 50, 60, 80, 100, 200,000 views a day plus, plus, plus. Now, if you don't and you keep talking about this, you're fully shadow banned. You'll get 100 to 200 views. Your videos will not even be searchable. They'll just disappear essentially. I watched it happen with numerous people I knew and why it is so important to support media like this show and other ones that are actually getting the truth out there on a regular basis. So thank you again for supporting Health Masters and getting this truth out there all the time because the thing about this is as we've seen and I've told you guys this before, rights, the rights of people, whatever it be, the, the Bill of Rights, whatever other aspect of rights – they're only continuated, they're only maintained if you continue to demand that they're respected. <laughs> you could say, well, this is my right. Okay, cool. Well, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm violating your right. And then the person goes, okay, I won't say anything about it. I'll just go along to get along. <laughs> your right no longer exists, buddy. You're, you're no longer man demanding that your right be respected. And this has been this slow erosion of our rights now and then so – so many people, as we saw during COVID, didn't really push back on anything. They just kind of went back and said, oh, no, nah, nah, don't worry about it. We're just, we're just going to go along to get along. I saw an article earlier here now on another complete and total just 
insane article about the flu disappearing during COVID. And again, this giant lie that we were told. And this article goes into detail how the flu completely disappeared from 2020 to 2021 as far as flu cases. On average, 2016 to 2017, there were 29 million flu cases globally. 2017 to 2018, 45 million flu cases annually. 2018 to 2019, 36 million flu cases as far as the global sector. 2019, 38 million. How many flu cases were in 2020-2021? But yet there came about 32 million COVID cases falling in the exact same amount that the flu amount would have actually been. And what's interesting in this article here, it says that flu tests during COVID were physically unavailable in the healthcare systems. The dossier surveyed several individuals and organizations with access to hospital records and supply chain management and pulled together lots of information to see exactly what happened. They found, at least in the United States, there was virtually no access to any type of flu testing once the COVID hysteria started. Virtually all testing manufacturers pivoted to COVID testing, leaving influenza nowhere to be seen. But suddenly, just about on average annually, the same amount of flu cases that occur every year happen to coincide with the same amount of COVID cases. And this was the crazy thing that nobody wanted to talk about, and Dad and I brought it up, and there's some other alt media that really brought it up, is when in history did you see people going out and getting nasal swab with zero symptoms to see if they have a virus that they're not – they're infected with but have no symptoms? That was the entire premise of the COVID lie is asymptomatic spreading. It doesn't even matter if you're extremely healthy, extremely well taken care of. You got your immune system bumped up. You're on vitamin C and D3. It doesn't matter. You can be an asymptomatic spreader. You need to go test every single week, and you need to wear a mask because you're healthy. It made no sense. But again, that was the point. It was to see who would comply, who would go along with it. And then suddenly, flu disappeared. Just gone. Nobody knows anything about it, never talked about it, no cases, nothing. Everything pivoted to COVID. And this is what I told people repeatedly is that you have to question everything you're being told right now. I told you guys a while back, my real good buddy's retired Airborne Ranger. He used to work with GRS operators, and he was an operator and a contractor. And he flat out told me, he said, question everything. Do not believe anything you hear. I'm like, well, what about this? What about that? He said, did you not hear me? I said, do not believe anything you hear. And I'm like, well, that's a strong statement, dude. He goes, trust me. I'm not wrong. I've seen it all. And I went, wow. And he goes, everything that is essentially put out on the mainstream media is a controlled narrative. They want you to see it. They want you to talk about it. It's like we talked about a couple weeks ago with that wild incident with the submarine. Suddenly, every single news agency was covering this submarine. Then we find out later on this thing imploded allegedly. Sunday, they lost contact with it, but yet they kept the narrative going for another four or five days while all this stuff was going on with the Biden administration to cover it all up. These things that you constantly see pop up are continual distractions. This is why pretty much when COVID no longer had its its pull anymore, what they do? They brought us into another conflict and this proxy war now with Ukraine over there. Now we're in this this strange engagement. Now we have this constant propaganda they keep bringing up that Russia's going to bomb this nuclear power plant. Oh, going to start another conflict over there. NATO's going to get drugged into it. I really hope and pray that doesn't happen. 
But again, isn't that the narrative? When they can't control what's going on, they take us to war. Right now, we just saw an article pop out from Science Magazine that no mainstream media is going to talk about. The title of it was Rare Link Between Coronavirus Vaccines and Long COVID-Like Illnesses is Starting to Gain Acceptance. Studies probe unusual cases of neurological complications, blood pressure swings, and other cardiovascular side effects after the COVID vaccine. This is Science Magazine. And I'll post this article on the website, and it talked about so-called long COVID may actually be long vax, Science Magazine reports. Remember when we constantly started, we constantly kept hearing about this. Oh, people are getting long COVID, long COVID, long COVID, long COVID, which was the concept that the COVID that you allegedly got six months ago was still causing all these side effects in your body. Now, could that be an issue if you haven't properly detoxified your body, if you're not running N-acetylcysteine and other nutrients to really detox? That's why N-acetylcysteine is so important. Yeah, it could possibly happen. However, what I have found in the research I have done and the people I have talked to didn't find that to be a very common case. But suddenly, it always seemed to occur that this long COVID symptoms seemed to always arise after people got the COVID shot. And this is what it goes into detail in this article from Science Magazine, how symptoms can include persistent headaches, severe fatigue, abnormal heart rate, blood pressure. They appear hours or days or weeks after vaccination, and they're difficult to study. And researchers and clinicians are increasingly finding some alignment with known medical conditions. Patients with post-vaccination symptoms may have features of one or both conditions, even if they don't meet the criteria for diagnosis. Both are also common with patients with long COVID. This is talking right here in Science Magazine. And I'll let you guys read the article. I can't remember the whole thing. It's a long article. And it goes into detail exactly what I just said. The, what they have done is now they have to do damage control. This is why I read you guys those headlines a couple months back. We're saying, oh, taking too many naps may cause you to have a heart attack. Working outside may cause you to have a heart attack. Playing video games too long may cause you to have a heart attack. These are all normal occurrences now. Don't worry about them. Really? Really? Is that is that the new normal? Well, no. It's because they have to keep the narrative controlled, and people that are having health problems and issues, they cannot, they physically cannot admit it ever stemmed back to the shot in the mainstream media. Because if the general population ever got confirmation that these shots were doing exactly what they intended to do, in my opinion, which essentially was the bioweapon. It was the actual COVID test to see what they could do as far as the health ramifications. People would be absolutely up in arms that they were forced to take these shots. I mean, I've seen it now, numerous people. And that's why we put together that one kit on the website that we have, the Spike Protein Survival Kit. And it's very effective because it's got the N-acetylcysteine, the natokinase, which also helps out with preventing blood clots, and also the vitamin E, which is incredibly good for cardiovascular health. Those three supplements together we found have a very, very positive effect on the circulatory system, detoxifying the body, and maintaining overall health. And the reason why… When you see these things and you start seeing the research, the reason why it is so important that everyone has the ability and the right to speak up about what they think, what they research, what they do, this is why it's so crucial because the freedom of speech, not only is it the First Amendment, it is crucial when maintaining a republic because people have to be able to swap ideas. 
to swap ideas and concepts that worked. Hey, bud, did you hear so-and-so down the road? He was getting sick. He started running high doses of vitamin C and D3. He bounced right out of that. Really? You know, my wife's not feeling real good. I'm, I may put on that protocol. Okay, good. They start talking about it. The information starts to go out. People start learning more things. This is why everything had to be controlled during COVID as far as with the narrative because they did not want anyone speaking the truth about what was actually happening. This is why I said it was never about health and safety. It was 100% about maintaining the narrative and making sure people followed exactly what they were told to do. That's why not one time Anthony Fauci ever got on TV or any of the other clowns and said, hey, vitamin C and D3 is so important right now. These are things you need to take to maintain your health. So again, my friends, it is so important. Keep the truth out. Keep getting it out there and continue to encourage others to do the same. What do you think, Dan? You know, and often and people who came out and said D3 and potassium iodine and zinc and you know all these and hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, uh, they were shadow banned or locked up or put in jail or charged or basically taken off the air. Yep. I mean, repeatedly. And they were charged. One guy I know basically with the federal government talked about D3 as far as treatment of different types of diseases and never really said it would cure COVID. And he was pretty high profile. He was doing a lot of talk shows and a lot of national talk shows. And they straight, you know, slammed him, filed a big lawsuit on him. He's millions and millions of dollars now into this lawsuit. And when they, and they've, and they've settled. They've tried, they've tried to settle with him, but he has to be have, he has to be has to sign a doggone gag order, which he refuses to do. And uh, they want, they're trying to give him a large amount of money now to cover his, his expenses, and they told him that they will never admit they were wrong because it's a mess question of national security. And they're right, Austin. It is a question of national security. If you tell 250, 300 million people that you injected them with a bioweapon, they're going to be pretty ticked, and, and they're not going to want to believe this. And this, this is the same thing they do with the alien stuff, right, with the, with the spaceships. They keep releasing all this information. Oh, we have another spaceship sighted, another spaceship sighted. You know, we've got, you know, Mark Rubio saying we've got, you know, spaceship sighted. We're retroengineering this stuff. He's, he's admitting to all of it, but nobody ever says anything about ETs or extraterrestrials, and the government never comes out and makes a statement that, hey, this is real. Because they've lied to us about it since 1947. And actually, it's been longer than that. These things have been around for thousands and thousands of years since the pre-Adamic race was here. And these, these spaceships, we talked about this in depth in Angel Wars. And the reality is, is that we know they're here. But the government won't talk about it because they're afraid what happened with H.G. Wells with the War of the Worlds when they played that broadcast back in the 30s and the entire country went berserk and started rioting everywhere and running around thinking the Martians were coming, that they're going to have a complete loss of, how should you say, uh, rule of law. Or here's another thing, guys. What if they're waiting to release the information on the ETs until they can create a giant enough conflict because of the ETs to cause enough problems? with the ETs to create a massive chaos in the world because of the ETs and they admit that they're real, then all of a sudden out of chaos will come a new world order to fight against the ETs. This is exactly what Ronald Reagan said in one of his speeches. He said, if we found out there was an extraterrestrial presence that was out there, the world would come together in order to coalesce to stand against this. Reagan said this. You can watch it on one of his speeches. So this is something they've been planning, and Werner von Braun said this with Operation Bluebeam. They're planning on doing this with a fake alien invasion to bring us into this new world order. Now, whether that happens or not, I don't know. I'm just telling you what, the, what, the, what they've said. You can look it up yourself, Operation Bluebeam. But all of this stuff is very strange to me, especially when you start talking about the Earth and the moon and you know, all the rest of it. About the, you know, remember when, they, remember when, the, when the moon rung like a gong when something hit it? Remember all that? We can talk about that one day too. They said it was probably hollow. Well, what the heck is it if it's a hollow sphere? How did it get there? 
Now we can talk about that too, the pre-Adamic race, can't we? What's locked up inside of there? Yeah, how about that? Really? I mean, how far away is it really? I don't know. I'm asking all these questions. I mean, the whole thing about it is, is that so much of what we've been told is just a straight lie. You know, and we got all these satanic groups that are running around doing their weird stuff. That Smallville actor right now, you got to remember her name was Chloe. Uh, her real name is Allison Mack. She's been released now of prison a year early after being jailed for three years for brainwashing and recruiting slaves for Nexium. And cult leader Keith Rainier is now serving 120 years in prison. Mack is 40 years old, and she was released from federal prison near San Francisco this week. She's been serving three-year sentence for sex trafficking charges in 2021. She avoided a longer prison term by cooperating with authorities. And this is a lot deeper than you think it is, guys. This is all based in the Kabbalah. This has all become weird, weird stuff about sex slaves and satanic imagery and all kinds of other stuff they were involved in. I mean, if you start reading through this, and I posted it on the website, it'll, 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 it'll show that how Mac helped prosecutors mount evidence showing how Rainier created a secret society that included brainwashed women who were branded with his initials and have forced to have sex with him. In addition, Mac and members of the group included heiress to the Seagram's liquor fortune, Claire Brothman, and daughter TV star Catherine Oxenberg of Dynasty. Mac went on to attack the cult leader Rainier and expressed remorse and guilt before her sentencing in the federal court in New York. Now, you know, you start to stop and you got to look at this stuff and you got to realize that this is part of that sex death cult. You don't know what in the world they were involved in. They were involved with all types of weird perversion, but these guys are some sick people. I mean, these are absolutely complete and total weird people, and this is Hollywood. And the sad part about that, the first few seasons of Smallville, it was a really good show. It was like 20 years ago now, and I, I remember I watched it. It got more and more twisted, more and more mixed, messed up. And now the, the repeats of the, you know Smallville being shown you know, to kids, et cetera, et cetera, no, that's not going to happen because of this. It's been tainted. It's all those actors on that entire show because of her and her perversion that they've all been tainted. I mean, they really have. And it's sad because which one of those actors that were on that show have gone on to have a large Hollywood career? Hmm? Which one? And it's, 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 just, it's just crazy what they want to do. You know, it's, they, wanted, they thought they were being branded because they were, going to be, they were going to be honored by being branded. I mean, these are some sick perverts, which again goes right back to what I told you. This is satanic. It's all part of the sex death cult. Unbelievable. You know, and so all of these people out there in Hollywood are twisted. You know, I, I could tell you stories of people that I've known that have involved in Hollywood who basically came in and basically said that all this stuff out there is based upon Satanism and all the rest of it and Kabbalah and Luciferianism and weird rituals. Don't you remember when Angelina Jolie was on YouTube and she was talking about how she was put on a table and she went through one of these one of these weird things that they did out there? Yeah, you can watch her say that if you want to watch her. She's a weirdo anyhow. But the point is all of this stuff is real and these guys are involved with some sick, sick stuff. By the way, Donald Trump. I don't even know what to say about this. I, I, I don't even know what to say. Donald Trump ramps up calls for Americans to hit the streets on his behalf. Do people even have a choice but to protest? Uh, former President Donald Trump is escalating his calls for Americans to protest on his behalf. In a post to the True Social platform Wednesday morning, the former President Trump went on all caps rant denouncing the state of the country. Uh, uh, you know, here's the thing. This is the deal. This is exactly what he did on January the 6th. This is exactly what he did when he told everybody to come up there and protest January the 6th for the stolen election. And then what did he do? How many people did he pardon from January the 6th? Hmm? I'm asking you guys a question. He was still in office for another, you know, another, another well, 14 days. He could have pardoned every single person. He could have basically come in and basically pardoned everyone from January the 6th with a blanket pardon. So nobody could have been prosecuted to the federal government. Did he do that? Hmm? Did he? 
you know, no, I don't, I don't think so. In fact, I can't find any of that. So now he's telling people to do it again. I mean, I cannot believe that he would actually. But there are going to be people out there. I, I talked yesterday. I was, I was talking to a friend of mine, Allison, and it was funny because we were talking about the Q movement and how many people still are wrapped up so much in Q that they want to believe all of this stuff and that Trump is still running the country out of Mar-a-Lago and he still controls the military. And guys, they really believe this. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but they've been brainwashed. This is the same type of strategy that was used during the, the, the Russian Revolution when they kept telling everybody that Tsar Nicholas was still alive to keep the people fighting. And he was dead. He had been bayoneted and machine gunned. His whole family was by the Rothschild, Kabbalist, Luciferian synagogue of Satan, people that had sort of blood oath vengeance against him in 1812 because he had helped bail out the big governments in Europe and didn't allow the Rothschilds to come in and put in their fiat currency. All the stuff they swore they would kill the family, and they did 100 years later. Because they don't think through things like we do that, you know, you're going to have a basic, how should you say, uh, <laughs> you, you, you have to try to do something within a week or a month or a year. They don't care about that. Remember, these entities, these fallen angels, they've got extremely long lifespans. They don't care if it's 100 years or 200 years or 300 years. They don't care. By the way, Oath Keepers leaders who was convicted of seditious conspiracy, which is insane, warns Trump that you're going to be found guilty. Wow. Oath Keepers leader Stuart Rhodes staring down an 18-year prison sentence for seditious conspiracy, though he had no guns on him and he didn't do anything, said his trial laid out a blueprint for how special counsel Jack Smith will convict former President Donald Trump. Wow. Unbelievable. So all this stuff is going on and on and on, basically, to take the country down. He says to Trump, you're going to get railroaded. You're going to be found guilty if you go to if you try to go to trial. So everyone's been demoralized and more likely to take a plea deal and agree to attest a lie against President Trump. Rhodes stressed that prosecutors used his words, not his actions, to convict him of seditious conspiracy one step below treason. He goes, I didn't even enter the Capitol, but I was found guilty by a D.C. jury of obstructing an official proceeding, even though I didn't even go inside, he said, and I was found guilty of seditious conspiracy. I mean, this is some crazy stuff that when you stop and you look at this, and I, I believe that if he could get this thing appealed and get this thing to the Supreme Court, if they, if they would hear it, that they would find him innocent of this. But the reality is, is he doesn't have a right to go to the Supreme Court unless it's a capital offense, you know, like a murder trial. So this is some crazy stuff as far as the abilities that these people have to do all of this stuff. And that's only if you can have the ability to get the money to get to get to the thing as far as appealing your sentencing, et cetera, et cetera. And the Supreme Court's willing to hear it. But guys, it's so important that we understand this, that we're in the middle of a mess. You know, even now the Teamsters are saying that the UPS may be going on strike, you know, and then, then we realize this, this shooting that took place over the holidays, the, the you know, cross-dressing gunman, gunman was behind the July 4th Philly bloodbath that left five dead as a BLM supporter who made chilling Facebook posts about black massacres and evil spirits. These guys are like mentally ill. All right, these guys have got some serious, serious mental issues, and they're running around shooting people now. And they're basically making a big deal about you know all the things that they want to promote. You know, Tucker Carlson now says that Pride is a religious war that may bring back the same fate as Sodom and Gomorrah. This is not about liberation. It's just the opposite. It's about another religious war. The former Fox News host said the people who think they're God versus everybody else. Wow. Uh, I'm going to stop for one second now. Austin said something earlier, and I've got to just reiterate it. You know, William Casey said the CIA will know that they've done their job when everything the United States population believes is a lie. Okay, These people that are this level, and I'm just going to say it bluntly, and I, and I, I don't get me wrong. I like Tucker Carlson. I like some of the stuff that he says. You know, I like Glenn Beck and some of the stuff that he says. But he cries too much. just thought I'd mention that. I, I like a lot of these guys and what they say, but it's controlled narrative. 
the only reason that they're still on Twitter, the only reason they're still getting huge publicity and they're not shadow banned is because they're doing what they're being told to promote unrest and promote all these weird things as far as – how should I say this? This new world order as far as out of chaos. They're creating narratives that are pitting one group against another group against another group against another group to keep everybody riled up. And Austin said it so succinctly, and he's so right. You know, right after the COVID narrative started to die down, we suddenly have a Ukraine war. Suddenly have a Ukraine war. All of a sudden, we're sending hundreds of billions of dollars of armaments to Ukraine and, and really propping up the military industrial complex. And the sad part about this is when you stop and you think about it, you start to realize very, very quickly that the Ukraine war isn't something that's going to get better right away. Putin could have gone into the Ukraine and invaded it and taken it over with his massive army within a few weeks. This has been going on for a long time now because it's continuing to push the narrative. Now they're saying that NATO and the rest of the NATO allies need to band together with Putin in case he blows up the doggone nuclear plant over there. Wait a minute. You know, if somebody blows up a nuclear plant, it's going to be a false lie. Don't you remember when they said that it was Assad in Syria was gassing his own people? And that ended up being a complete and total lie to justify going into Syria, taking over a bunch of their oil fields the United States did. You remember all that? All of this stuff is just smoke and mirrors. It's kabuki theater. It's to go in and do what they want to do and try to blame the other person with a false flag of why they're doing it. And it never ends like this. I mean, it started with the Reichstag fire in 33. All this stuff, and it was a Gulf of Tonkin, total lie, because the CIA could run drugs out of, out, of, out, of, out of Laos and Cambodia and Vietnam, and they were competing against the locals there that were also growing the drugs. They wanted to get rid of them. All of this stuff is part of the narrative that we've been lied to about, the doggone strafing of the USS Liberty you know, in 1967 by the Israeli Air Force. 5,000 rounds went through that ship trying to sink it, trying to start World War III with Egypt. All of this stuff that nobody talks about, we try to cover on this show because it's who we are. Though we've been shadow banned on these other platforms, you know, Global Star is still there, and you guys can still listen to us on the show. And so that's why we try to do what we do and tell you guys the truth about all this stuff because if we're not all going to be part of the solution like we are on this show and telling you guys what's going on, it's, it's never going to get any better. It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And guys, listen to me. I know a lot of you are still Trump supporters. I got that. All right. Don't allow yourself to get into giant protests over Trump and this, this whole kabuki theater they got going on with him. Don't do that. Just let it play out. Donald Trump is not going to go to prison. It's not going to happen. All right. They're not going to lock Donald Trump up and put him in jail. It's not going to happen. He's got two good attorneys. It's a thing to be in court forever. Okay? It's just not going to happen. And so don't allow yourself to get all wrapped up into this mess and get yourself all knotted up. This is all a big theater clown show, and always remember that. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, including having mental clarity and visual clarity and spiritual clarity through the Holy Spirit, which will allow us to see through the schemes of the evil one, which is what this stuff is. These entities that have been on this planet for thousands and thousands of years, in the pre-Adamic flood they were here, all these things do are is to lie. They lie about everything. And if you understand that, you start to realize that we as Christians need to stay together in the aggregate and understand that we can do all things if we stand and put on the full armor of God and dig in and not lose our ground. Continue to do that. Continue to stand. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. You guys are absolutely amazing. You guys are – I love you guys. Austin, finish it up, buddy. 
Absolutely. This is why we appreciate the continued support of healthmasters.com and getting the truth out there. And even when you just buy multiple or toothpaste from us, it continues to support the show in helping others find out what's really happening. You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine earlier this week, and we were talking about a couple months ago when, you know, Barrett Firearms was acquired by the Australian defense contractor NIOA, and they now have 100% acquisition of, you know, Barrett Firearms. And it's interesting because we've watched now over the years as very strange things are happening in the firearm sector. The same thing now with Six Sauer getting the new rifle contract for the U.S. military, building an entire new caliber, an entire new rifle. And that's one of the reasons what I have heard about this is just what I heard from rumors from contractors. One of the reasons why we funded so much in the Ukraine, because normally they run their 7.62.39 AK over there as far as in that European area with Russia. But we've been feeding enormous amounts of M4s and 5.56 ammunition to that realm, that section, which, of course, a lot of that a lot of those weapons are being trafficked around the world. But isn't it ironic right at the same time? That the Sig Sauer acquisition with the new military rifle, with the new caliber that is being acquired, suddenly the U.S. military is dumping enormous amounts of their ammunition and their rifles so they can, I guess, open their coffers up to start buying more of these new contract weapons. What's going to happen the next five to ten years if they suddenly come in and say, well, these rifles, they're not being made for civilians whatsoever. There's not even going to be a semi-auto version of them. There's going to be military-only rifles. Ammunition is not going to be available to these civilians because simply there's no need because they can't own the rifle. There's a lot of strange things that are happening in the firearms sector. Then the Second Amendment was put in place very clearly, very concisely for the main reason that the American populace has to have the ability to defend itself from any invaders, foreign and domestic. They didn't put any clauses in there. There was no asterisk in the Second Amendment. They didn't say, well, it covers everything but cannons. It covers everything but blunderbusses. It covers this, 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 but not this. They didn't care. They understood that weaponry and firepower was going to continue to evolve. They didn't care. They said the American population has to have the ability to have the same firearms as any standing army and the ability, it needs the ability to defend itself. And this is why I've encouraged so many people. Make sure you're very vocal about firearm safety and firearm rights and continue to train and stay active if you carry a firearm you decide to engage in that. Because one of the worst things you can do is own a firearm and have no idea how to use it. That's dangerous. I'll be flat out honest with you. You're better off to not own one if you're not going to learn how to operate one instead of thinking you're going to be cool by carrying one around or have one sitting around and you have no idea how to operate it. I've seen so many people in the past have really sloppy mistakes with firearms, and it is so important you get training, not just your concealed carry, pull the trigger once, but actual training if you're going to carry a firearm. And in my opinion, I think every able-bodied American that has the ability to do so should engage in exercising their Second Amendment rights because it is so important. So again, I thank you for the support. Thank you for you know standing up, like Dad said, standing your ground for a lot of this stuff. There's so many things, like I said earlier, that article over in the UK where they're talking about the alert behavior that the population has now grown accustomed to with the mask and the lockdowns, and essentially people have already done it once now. And they're not wrong about that from a psychological standpoint. Once you get a population to comply with certain behaviors, and they're now learned behaviors, nobody ever walked around with mask on. They never did double mask on walking around for years on end like we saw during COVID. But now 
you don't think it's that abnormal. You see somebody walk around with a mask on the sidewalk, you may go to yourself, that's kind of stupid. I can't believe they're still wearing a mask after all this stuff with COVID. But it's not something you look at and you're like, oh my gosh, this is extremely abnormal. Why in the world would anyone wear a mask ever? It's because it is now a learned behavior. So understand that if they start to pull this game again with something with another pandemic, it's going to play out much more aggressively, and they're going to try to move it much faster because of learned behavior. So continue to keep your immune system strong. Stay stocked up on the vitamin C and D3. Keep your body and mind strong. Continue to get the truth out there. As I said earlier, the product of the week on sale right now, the N-acetylcysteine. Be sure to check that out. Do your research on it if you don't know what that product is. Incredibly effective detoxifying formula. Really, really good on sale right now for product of the week. So be sure to jump on that. And also, too, Vote for what you want to see win next week as well. A couple of new products on there that I haven't had in a while. The Ultimate Multiple Powder, Cholesterol X, Sublingual B12, all available to vote on for next week as product of the week. So thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.